Welcome everybody to another episode of the Nerd Continuity where we talk about design, development and all other crazy sort of stuff that we find online. Today we have a special guest in our fantastic podcast that is a really cool guy. First of all, like it's really handsome because it looks like me, so that's perfect, that's a big match. But it's really interesting to hear his story because he was actually a project manager for a big company and when he got laid off, he decided to not find another job as a project manager, but he decided to get into the business, the online business of affiliate programs. And he's going to tell you this crazy story, how he sold his first website for more than $200,000 and how he makes more money now that he was doing as a project manager with just affiliate links and affiliate programs. So let's get ready to hear this crazy and amazing story and all the suggestions in order to jumpstart your online business by Doug Cunnington from Niche Site Project. Hello, Doug. How are you doing? Hey, Alex, doing well today. Thanks. Awesome. So uh, probably no one knows you on my channel. Like, who's this guy that it's really handsome and we share the same haircut? So (laughs) (laughs) what's going on here? So tell me in if you can, like in a couple of minutes, who are you? What do you do? What are your expertise? And uh, tell us about why you're so handsome. (laughs) Well, the handsome part. I have to thank my parents and then um, lack of hair. It's a really solid look, I think. You know, I think you will agree. <laughs> so, uh, I'm I'm here today because I wanted to share some of my stories about internet marketing. So I primarily focus on like affiliate marketing, and I have an online course about that. But the reason why I'm doing this now is because I was laid off about two years ago from my project management job um, for telecom software companies. So I did a little management consulting and ended up in project management. And then like a lot of people went through a layoff, but luckily I had some side projects going on with, you know, affiliate marketing. Awesome. That's awesome. So you said um, you were doing project management for a telecom. Uh, what was your work about? Because like that's a most uh, like a personal question, because for my work, I have to do a little bit of project management and I'm not sure I'm good at that. <laughs> uh, when did you start doing project management and was really the thing that you like to do or that happened kind of like naturally throughout the year? Sure. So like it kind of happened naturally. Um, and I, I got to where I liked it because I got better at it. But just like you, when I started, I'm pretty sure I wasn't very good at it. I didn't know what I was doing. And actually maybe similar to you, Alex, I ended up, you know, I was doing some, uh, some software stuff. I was doing a little bit of coding and ended up in sort of like a business analyst type role, uh, writing, technical specs or requirements there they are so i was writing requirements and working with the business and then doing some more technical stuff and at some point you know if you do those roles for a little while and you're able to organize things oftentimes you end up being a project manager is that what happened to you exactly <laughs> so if you could kind of communicate well and you um, can get people to work together then you end up doing project management because that's a lot of what project management is like working through uh, you know risk management um, there's always conflicting schedules um, one team's behind integrations are messed up so you have to get these folks to work together even though they're like opposing forces and stuff like that now Um, I wasn't very good at it at first, 
And, you know, over time I got much better and, you know, I was at a, I was at a very large telecom company, um, as a, you know, contractor through my consulting company that I was working for. And basically they had such like rigid structures, um, and like the way that we had to do everything was so like templated and uh, procedural that, um, once you got used to that form of, you know, what you had to do, I got better at it. And then at that, at that point, it's like, it's almost all like relationships. So like the longer you're in the role, like, you know, the people you've worked through some tough stuff together before, um, yelled at each other and then it all worked out fine. So in the future, you don't have to, you know, get in those big heated discussions. So is that kind of what it's like in your, there's a, there's a quote that I don't know if you uh, agree that I saw like many, many times online, like being a project manager is like riding a bicycle that it's on fire where people (laughs) around you are on fire and everything is on fire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's, that. that's right. <laughs> that's a perfect quote. Uh, okay, but we're not here to talk about project management because I'm really interested in the second part of your life where that started like a couple of years ago. So why after the layoff, you decided not to find another job as a project manager and go into these like affiliate marketing type of things that I personally don't know anything about it, but I get questioned a lot. <laughs> on my YouTube cool. channels about this thing. So, so luckily, before I got laid off, which was about two years ago, I had some experience with these affiliate marketing sites. So I, I work with the Amazon Associates program, and it's the affiliate program for Amazon. Of course, people buy tons of stuff on Amazon, and basically the way it works is I have like review websites like product review blogs and there's there's some review and there's some affiliate links and it helps a visitor to the site choose like a product that they want to buy maybe like an iphone case for example we'll just use that as the example so i maybe say this iphone case is great because you know it fits the phone well and it protects it and then if if someone clicks on the affiliate link they buy something at amazon in fact whatever they buy on amazon you get a small commission for anywhere between like one and 10%. So that's sort of like the baseline of how the Amazon program works. Now there's others out there, but I just focus on the Amazon stuff. When I got laid off, I basically had enough traction and success that I knew it could work. Now I wasn't making like a full-time income. Um, you know, if people go out and look how much a uh, project manager with 10 years of experience gets, like it's pretty good, right? So I had a, a good job, but I knew that like people could make money online. Like I had done it before and I just really wanted to give it a shot because, you know, going to the office every day and having to, it's like office space, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and I, I, um, do you know the director, Kevin Smith? Yeah, Absolutely. So I, I went to a conference um, a couple of months ago and he was the keynote speaker and he said, um, th- this is how he opened it, if I remember right. He said, I'm going to have to work for an asshole no matter what. I may as well be the asshole that I'm working for. So the point is, if you're going to have to, <laughs> you may as well work for yourself. Sure. So I, I really believe that and I'm, I'm much happier now working for myself, even though the first year was a, a tremendous struggle, like figuring out where to spend time and, you know, having faith that, you know, I could pull it off. So 
I have so many questions now because yeah, you said so many things. Oh, first, like when you started, um, you said like the first year was a lot of struggling and it was hard. Uh, have you ever like first? Did you have a backup plan or like a plan B or something like a parachute if this thing didn't work as you planned? Mainly just to get another job. So with the experience that I had, like technically, even if I, you know, was going to be un underpaid for a little while, like I technically should be able to get a job, um, you know, have a reasonable degree, good experience and stuff like that. So the backup and I think almost everyone probably like if you're in a corporate gig, if you if you get the bug and you want to try something different, like you should probably do it and check it out because you could almost always get another job, a similar job. You can, it's reversible, right? Like if you make a decision, you could always go back and do something different. So other than that, um, I'm a compulsive saver of money. So I had like, you know, a backup, um, you know, a stash of money or whatever if needed, but um, didn't ever have to tap into that, luckily. Okay, yeah, no, th that's great. That was like directly like the second question. So what do you think is the best, I don't know if there's a best, like the best moment in the life, like in the life of someone to start doing this thing? Like it's better to do it when you don't have any other things to do and maybe like you're in school and you can dedicate a little bit of time to it or when you're a professional, maybe you want to change job, you're kind of tired of doing this and you want to just like jump the rope and try, okay, let's let's quit this right. and try full time on this other day. I think probably like the best time to start is like yesterday. And then the second best time is today. So um, really there's no, like the, the traffic lights are not going to line up all green for you ever. It's never going to be the right time. And the sooner you start, like the sooner you'll, you know, start figuring stuff out and learn, you'll, you know, you'll make some mistakes and then you'll learn from those hopefully. And then, you know, iterate on everything and just keep getting better and better. And that, you know, over time, cause I, I, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. If you look at, you know, the, the first couple affiliate sites that I had, they were uh, just a mess. I did so many things wrong. Um, they didn't make any money. But, you know, after a couple tries, you start, you know, you stop doing the bad things and you start doing more of the good things. So so people should start um, like whenever they have time, just even if you don't necessarily it's, it's the holidays right now. I'm not sure when people will watch this, but you're always busy for for some reason or another. So if you could just like dedicate little blocks of time to at least like take a look at some other options that you may have out there. Okay, awesome. So let's talk about a little bit like practical thing because I have a lot of users that, um, as I said during our previous interview that we did before, uh, a lot of my audience, like majority of my audience are from like uh, not Western world. So like Asia and India, Middle East and stuff like that, that probably they don't have access to high paid jobs and they're kind of stuck and the only thing that it could do is like open an online business or try to do something online that it's kind of easier. Uh, what are the first steps that you should do? You say you said you have a, a lot of websites that they review technology and review like products and you link it to Amazon. Is it necessary to have 
many different websites to do this to create as much traffic as possible or you can just start with like as one small simple website that you can like highly curate and dedicate a lot of time to it to make it right definitely uh if you're just starting definitely start with one and learn the ropes like start getting traffic and the main reason why, and, and by the way, even once you have a good understanding, like I have very few websites because I'd rather spend time on f a few projects than, you know, so many. There's a lot of overhead, a lot of mental space and admin for each site. So I recommend one. And one of the main, like, even if it's not a website, like think about this across the board. So um, if you are just starting, you build one site, um, you make some mistakes, and then on your next site, you can fix it. But let's say instead you start 10 sites all at once, and you're not sure what you're doing, you make the same mistake 10 times, and then you have to go fix it 10 times. So okay. let's learn from our mistakes, and you should you know, iterate, take, make it an opportunity, make it valuable. Like you, you made the mistake, so don't do it again, and fix it on the next site. That's awesome. Okay, so... Uh, the other thing is about the other question that I'm curious is about quantity over quality. Uh, did you notice that pushing as many reviews or as many affiliate links as possible is better than actually maybe doing just one blog post that it's really accurate and has a really good review, like a technical review of a specific product? Like what? Sure. The which one of the two options in your experience? you saw that drives better traffic or it's more consistent? So primarily, like I lean towards the quality. Yeah. Um, it does depend. So if you're if you're in like a high tech area where the visitors like know the tech specs, like you have to be accurate. Or if it's something where like you have specific knowledge, maybe say like scuba diving or something where like if, if, yeah, if you put bad information, it could potentially harm people, but also like if someone is a scuba diver, like they're into it, they're very specific and they know the details. So, um, however, I will say there are other areas where, you know, maybe the visitors are not as sophisticated or knowledgeable about the products and they actually don't care that much. Again, say like the iPhone case, like some people just want to have a curated list of items instead of going to Amazon and seeing like 40,000 iPhone cases, they just want to pick from like four so they can get a little bit closer to a decision point without having to read everything. So I think there's a balance and it depends on the niche and sort of the product that you're going for. And then of course, um, your resources. So either, you know, you're writing it yourself, so it's limited by your time that you could invest in it. Or if you're, you know, having someone write for you than your money, right? So there's some resource limitation at that point. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, what are, are the like the fields where you see like majority of traffic? Like if you talk about tech related stuff or you talk about like scuba diving or I don't know, you review crock pots or stuff like that. Where do you see like the majority of the traffic is coming from? So I won't be able to answer that exactly because I'm not spread as enough and I just don't have um, the actual knowledge. However, if you want to get a good gauge, if you just go to Amazon and start browsing like the categories and the subcategories in certain areas, by the way, that's one of the best ways to, you know, find a niche. But you could see like 
you know, the number, uh, like the, the ranking for like certain products. So if you see it's, it's ranked really high, then, you know, they're selling a lot of them. Additionally, if you, uh, take a look at the number of reviews, again, that gives you a good indication. I mean, those are not just the people that purchased it, but they were so interested in sharing their knowledge. They like did a review. So if you see a lot of reviews for product lines then you know, they're selling a lot of those. So. Interesting. Yeah, never like I didn't actually know that it was ranked by popularity or stuff like that. I didn't know anything about this. You know, I, I'm not I'm not really sure um, the details, but I know there's some tools out there that can give you like more information. But I usually don't even you know get into that. I spend really more time on the keyword research end of it, yeah. and and actually I'm gonna if I may just dive down a, a small rabbit hole here. There's a just a concept that I developed called the keyword golden ratio. And basically, it's sort of like a way to look at terms that people are searching for and how many pages are on the internet using the advanced search string in Google. It's called all in title. And basically, it gives you like the supply and demand. So like you could see how many people are searching for it. And then you could check on Google and see that, oh, there's like, 200 people a month searching for this term, but there's only like 50 pages on the internet where there's someone trying to target it. And then, you know, if you publish something that's like good quality, right, you have to serve the visitor first and give them the information they need and uh, you'll end up ranking. And that's actually one of the like best uh, original thoughts I've ever had. Uh, just it's so it's so helpful. I have a video on it if people are more interested, but it's it's uh, it's probably one of the best sort of strategies yeah. to get started because you don't have to have as much like in the way of backlinks, right? Uh, now that we're diving into the weeds, it's like there's a couple components you have to have like words that people are searching for and a product that someone could buy, but you also need like the SEO side of it, which, you know, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, once every two weeks, someone says, no, SEO is dead and stuff like that. So, but actually like you notice that it's actually really important. You have to be sort of an expert. You have to understand how SEO works and you have to apply it daily in everything you do right you cannot just expect to publish a blog post put a bunch of links and you're gonna get rich i think um yeah not not exactly i was gonna say like i think you can be a uh you know a decent keyword researcher decent with content and have these skills stack on top and like decent with seo i happen to be a project manager too so i'm decent with project management and like each thing like i'm not the best at any one of them but when you put them all together it's sort of like a unique twist of skills and it, actually alex you're a perfect example where you have like this uh you know suite of skills where like no one else has those put together in the same way and it's like incomparable right yeah, so that's true uh what is the average like time investment in this like to be actually like now it's basically your full-time job so you can basically work on it right. pretty much the entire day but for a person that is just starting what would be the good amount of hours that he or she should dedicate to this to make it profitable and see some uh, improvements in like, and also what is like the time span that you can expect to have some, something coming back at you. 
Great question. Okay. And just as a reference point, I'll say, yeah, like at this point, um, I'm making like as much or more than I was making with my like good PM job that I had before. Um, you know, I have other friends that are doing like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars per month, the overhead's very low and that sort of thing. So, um, just as a frame of reference, like you can make good money. It doesn't sound like the percentages are high, like 10 to uh, like one to 10%, but you can actually make good money because of all the people buying stuff on Amazon. So, um, basically if you're just getting started and, you know, I'm talking to people that basically, you know, maybe you have a full-time job and family, you're a little busy. If you put in like five to seven hours per week for a couple months, you should be able to, you know, launch a site, a few pieces of content, start doing some of the beginning promotion and networking within your niche, um, you know, for the purpose of SEO at some point. And you probably won't make much money until you start doing that promotion. So um, that, again, is in the form of really just networking within your niche so people are aware. And I would say within maybe like six to eight or 10 weeks, you'll make your first few dollars, right? If you do the keyword golden ratio, um, you should have a little traffic trickling in. Someone will buy something and that's really important. You know, you get a little win, you'll see that it works versus, you know, working for two years and nothing happens. Um, as far as ramping up to more revenue, uh, a lot of times it'll take about maybe like five to seven months to hit like the first hundred dollar month. Right. So you make one hundred dollars in a month. And then after that, it can grow really fast. Like month eight could be one thousand dollars. And, you know, by a year, you could be making $1,500, $2,000 a month. And by the way, like the valuation on those sites is typically like, if you take like the monthly earnings and multiply it by about 30, give or take, there's some factors that um, come into play there. So that means if you have a site that's making $1,000 a month, you could sell it potentially for around $30,000 if I made the math easy for myself. So the valuation is quite high and there's, you know, a mark, there's many marketplaces for these kinds of sites out there. So, you know, if you put in time, like you have a valuable asset that's either providing you with cash flow, right? Yeah. Or you could sell it if maybe you got to buy a house or pay for something big, then you could sell the site and, you know, get a big, big payout. That's amazing. So, is that happened to you, if I remember correctly, that you sold a site? I could tell, yeah, I could tell you a few details. So this this will probably be the headline, Alex. Um, so I sold a site for $235,000 and it was, you know, crazy. And, you know, I, I actually wrote like a long blog post series and stuff like that on it and documented a lot of details. But um, the site was started by a friend of mine and Basically, it was making about $10,000 per month for a few months or so. And he wanted to bring me on as a partner to help with some of the SEO and uh, sort of white hat outreach and just sort of like help turn this site around. So we, you know, teamed up and we improved a lot of the content. We added more content to the site, more product reviews and improve the content, which, you know, the, the quality wasn't really that great when I got to it. So I, I was like, we need to really fix this up. 
Um, and then over the span of about eight months or so, um, we worked on, you know, ramping up the site and then we sold it and, you know, it was a big transaction, just insane. If you would have told me the year before, I wouldn't believe it. And yeah, just insane. That's crazy. So, uh, that's a gigantic amount of money. Wow. That's, that's impressive. So, um, what do you think? Like, this is kind of a weird question, but I don't know if you know this, like, uh, on YouTube, you have those ads before running like the videos. Like, what do you think about those ads that they show those people in front of like 10 Lamborghinis and 20 Ferraris walking around this gigantic mansion? And then everything that I did is just put a couple of affiliate links of Amazon on my website and <laughs> filthy rich in 20 seconds. <laughs> Man, it's, it sounds like you saw my commercial. <laughs> really? no, no, I'm just kidding. I drive like an old beat up truck, man. So I'm like, I'm the, I'm not that guy at all. But yeah, I think those commercials are, you know, they're selling the dream. And I'll tell you all the stuff that I just mentioned. I, I made it sound easy, but like it, it's pretty like there's no one step that's hard. Like it's, it's like a hundred easy steps that you have to do in the right order. And if you mess up on, you know, step 25, you may have to go back to step 18 and keep going again and fix it. But each one of the steps is pretty simple, um, but it's not easy to do all of them in the right order and stuff like that. So, you know, I made it sound easy, but I'm not trying to sell the the Lamborghinis and stuff like that. But uh, although I guess, you know, with that, I don't know how much they cost, but I maybe could have, uh, you know, gotten my truck washed <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good payoff yes that's good that's that's perfect so uh a couple of last questions then we're we're almost at the end you said like you have a youtube channel where you basically teach all these things uh are you not afraid that people will like just like grab your niche or like your piece of the pie you don't want probably to like for the market to get bloated with too many people so what are your thoughts about it Right. I think, well, I think sort of the affiliate ecosystem is big enough for a lot of people. So the reality is a lot of people don't take action. So even if I, and by the way, if you, if you watch some of like my YouTube videos, you'll see, I really don't hold anything back. I tell you everything that, that I know I do Q and A's and people ask me all sorts of questions and I, and I answer them. So I guess I'm not too afraid of that just because the people that take action versus the people that don't take action, like I think the odds are in in our favor. And I mean, I I guess I challenge people like go, go build a site, like do it, watch the videos, like it definitely works. And I guess, yeah, I'm just thinking there's enough, there's enough for everybody. Amazon's so darn big and it's cool with me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, one last question that is mostly like personal. <laughs> uh, sure. So I, I opened my Amazon affiliate link like a month ago or two months ago. And I just created a page on my website called like Alicad uses with all the, like the full list of all the um, gears and stuff that I use for recording for my videos and extra things. Also, I have like dog things for my dog and stuff like that. Yeah. And all the affiliate links. I got probably in two months like seven clicks. And of course, Amazon canceled my affiliate link because it wasn't af- active. So I had to recreate another one and update all the links and blah, blah, blah. So what 
what am I doing wrong? Like, am I like, should I publicize it more? I put too many links in just one single page and it's not sure. getting enough traction. What should I do right. actually? Okay. So if you're going to do it on, this is a great question, by the way, and we'll have to, I'll check in with you in a, in a few months and see like how, how it works. So the, the main thing is if you put it on your blog, then you need to like have free SEO. Like that's how my sites are. They have organic traffic coming from Google. So if you're going to do that, you would need to make sure that people are searching for the terms. So, you know, you would have to go to a keyword research tool. There's several of them out there. Um, I don't push any particular one, but you would have to make sure people are searching for the term and then that it is some sort of a buyer's term, meaning it's someone in the, in the sales funnel, uh, they're eventually going to buy something. I like to say you're intercepting someone on the way to Amazon, right? Yes. So they're, they're about to buy, they're like, I'm not sure about this, um, this lens or whatever, or this, this road pro mic or whatever. And then they're going to go just read one review just to make sure that they're on the right track just to get reassurance. And then that's typically how you want to make the sale. Now, it sounds like you just put it on your blog, which may or may not get a lot of traffic and, you know, people are just not searching for it. So they're not going to go there. Now, what you should do, because you, you have a lot of people watching videos, you should do, and you may have already done this. Um, but you know, you just cover, I'm, I'm looking at my camera gear. There's lights shining on me right now, but you know, you should say, Hey, this is the light kit that I have. You know, when when you see that beautiful sheen and shine on yeah. on my head, like it is from this light kit, it's fantastic and it changed the way I, I did it. The affiliate links are below in the description. So if you want to check it out and those are the ones like you have enough subscribers where like some people are going to check it out anyway. And then people will find, you know, there's all these obscure again, I'm looking at like my gorilla pod, my other like light set. So if you if you take advantage of the fact you have the audience on YouTube, well, then you don't have to recreate the wheel. Awesome. That's a really good suggestion. Yeah, that's strangely enough. I never actually put links of the products that I review in the description of the video. And that's like a huge mistake. But like I literally started YouTube without reading anything about it, like without following any like good practices and stuff like that. So I did all the mistakes possible that you could do. I, I'm making it like daily. So. <laughs> man and i was gonna say like it's so amazing like you just you had good content and like you kept showing up every day and like it works yeah, even though true. you're making all right. these mistakes so what about your youtube channel what are like the main things you talk about your youtube channel are you planning to do other stuff other than just like tutorials about the affiliate link where the direction you want to go there sure so Right now, it's mostly Amazon affiliate content. Um, you know, a lot of the audience that I have, they just want more and more of that. I do some site teardowns. So I actually go through and, you know, I look at an affiliate site that's already sort of out there in the public, say like the wire cutter or something like that, like a big corporation. I would never, you know, target an individual site and out their site or anything. But I go through and talk about the reviews, what I like, what I don't like, and really just sort of analyze it. So that's something that's really popular. Do how-to videos, some workshops, webinars, and stuff like that. And I'm doing more interviews and stuff. So I'm covering like location-independent people um, a lot of the time, digital nomads and that sort of thing. 
just a lot of folks that I know are in that sort of uh, demographic, I guess. And I may actually, I'm not 100%, but I have been wanting to start a podcast for like the last, I don't know, two years or so. And with interviews, it's sort of like the perfect format to uh, like reuse the content and, and just take it from the video and put it on a podcast. So that could be on the horizon for me. And I'm, I like productivity too, with the project management background. I sometimes just hit, you know, some fun topics that I like to talk about myself. Awesome. And I can help you out with the podcast if you want. That's exactly what I do. I reuse like the audio and I publish on the podcast. And you don't have, don't even have to pay for a platform to share podcasts on iTunes and all the other stuff. You can just like uh, have there's a free WordPress plugin that works perfectly. And uh, if you set it up properly, it shares automatically every time you upload the podcast on your own website, creates an RSS feed and shares okay. it everywhere. So your podcast is available, available on iTunes, Audible, uh, on uh, whatever, all these apps that everyone uses because it gets like shared automatically. It's completely free. It's amazing. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay, well, uh, of course, I will put all your links to all your stuff in the description below the video. I will put also some Amazon affiliate links if I can. <laughs> uh, uh, but where people can find you online, if they have some direct questions to you, if they want to, I don't know, even have some private tutoring, do you offer this? They can find you somewhere. Sure. So my the blog is like sort of the home um, aside from the YouTube channel. So definitely check out the YouTube channel. A lot of good content there. NicheSiteProject.com is where I blog. And I actually have like just more there. And if you want to get sort of like a, a jump start with affiliate marketing for Amazon, along with like a bunch of keywords, I have tons of freebies. So if you go to NicheSiteProject.com, click the green button. If you enter your email address, you'll get a link to like all that good stuff. And that's the sort of the best way to get in touch with me as well. So once you get that email back from me, if you just hit reply, you could ask questions, say what's up. Um, I do have like some limited consulting. I'm, I'm fairly busy and I usually just want to make sure I could help people like really help people. So I'm kind of selective with who I coach, but I'm open to help people and I can, you know, look at process optimization from the, project management standpoint, as well as general SEO, site audits, stuff like that, especially around affiliate marketing. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time. That was really like enlightening and helpful. And I'm sure I will contact you back in a couple of months to see how many fails, <laughs> fails <laughs> I did with my Amazon affiliate content. And let's see where I am at. So. Cool. Well, thanks for having me, Alex. Really appreciate it. And, you know, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Have a good day, man. Thanks. Bye.